Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Uh, North Melbourne, you're just starting to really see some signs, aren't you? The draw against the, the Giants uh, two rounds ago and then last week a, a lead against uh, the Brisbane at half-time, but then uh, unfortunately the Lions were able to get over the line from them. They've had a win this year uh, against Hawthorne and they made the decision to put Dave Noble in as coach and when they did, I was absolutely wrapped, having just been lucky enough to see firsthand what Dave Noble and Chris Fagan and Greg Swan did with the Lions and how quickly they were able to turn around uh, the club and the team. I thought it was an inspired appointment and I've been keen to get him on the show and I don't know if he's been avoiding the calls at all but he's been great enough to jump on the line now. Hello Dave Noble. Hi great man, how are you going? Um, all the better for speaking to you. Uh, where do we find you? I'm still at work. Still yeah. at work. We've just uh, wrapped up a bit of match committee this afternoon as we're heading into, um, into the Gold Coast this weekend down in Tassie. Uh, where, how does that all shape up for you? How does uh, where do you what's the next couple of days going to be like in terms of moving around and, and where you go and how you go? Uh, next couple of days, Wednesday's day off normally for us um, as a group, players and staff. So um, we'll do a, a bit more reviewing um, of you know Gold Coast in the background, mate, and get prepped for main training Friday. We'll do captain's run and then we'll head down to Tassie on Saturday morning. How have you found that the last few weeks of being able to go back home? Uh, you won a couple of premierships at North Hobart and uh, I'd imagine that the place holds a pretty fond uh, little fond position in your heart. It does. Yeah, look, being able to, you know, take a team down there, um, you know, being lucky enough to, to be offered the role and, um, you know, I guess a, a dream job of being a senior coach and, Heading back to Tassie, mate, is, um, yeah, it's, it's been a bit surreal and we've been able to go there again, you know, this week for the third week in a row and got great local support down there from our, our kangaroo fans. So, yeah, it's it's been really enjoyable to go down there and embrace those nice, crisp um, afternoons, <laughs> Sammy. Hey, speak to, get, take us inside the, the occasion that was uh, the, the game against the Lions over the weekend. Uh, Saturday mm. night, a special occasion. You're coming up against the side that you've, you've done a magnificent job with Chris Fagan and Greg Swan in putting in the right direction. It's Chris Fagan's 100th game and you're his former boss. Uh, there's a massive Tassie connection on both sides, whether it be with Aaron Hall or Mitch Robinson or uh, Taron Thomas. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm forgetting a couple of Grant Birchall is it's a Tassie boy as well, and there's one other who is escaping me at the minute. But there was about six of you that had a Tasmania connection. So all those things together, what was the night like for you? Yeah, it was it was a mixture of emotions. You know, you you're battling against your you know your foe and friends that you'd made for a, you know a number of years, and still got some great friends from up there, and trying to pitch. Um, you know, I guess your thoughts around how you could take an advantage and where our, our opportunities were going to lie in the game. And, um, yeah, a couple of Tasmanians going to battle. You know, Fags and I have coached 
um, against each other now at TAC Cup, AFL Reserves and now AFL Senior Level. So that was, you know, a, an unparalleled, um, you know, experience as well. So yeah, mi- mixed emotions, but certainly, you know, we really focus on trying to gain an advantage out of the game and continue to move our, our team forward, as I think we have done since we've come back from the break. How deep did you go, Dave, into what that player from Brisbane was capable of and how you'd beat that player? Did did you go as deep into every single individual and to Chris himself, or did you have to pull yourself up and say, there's only so much we can do on them, we, there's things we need to do for ourselves as well? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's a, it's a good question. I I sort of talked to match committee, you know, during the week to sort of say, look, if, if things, you know, got too emotional, you need to sort of pull me up and... And I think you have to be careful in not overcomplicating the game, you know, for ourselves, knowing what you would like to try to, to gain an advantage or, a, you know, an edge in a particular element of the game. Um, if we're not at that point where our game's advanced to that level, then we have to be really careful about what we're asking for. So we felt that if we pitch some speed, um, if we could slow the game down a little bit, own a bit more of the ball. I mean, they were sort of the two or three things that we thought collectively that we could, you know, put some pressure on Brisbane. And we did that pretty successfully, you know, for three and a bit quarters. I mean, even going into, you know, four or five minutes to go, we were only about 17 points down. So we didn't capitalise um, on our chances when, you know, we we got forward. They missed some set shots and some goals and they could have put us under a lot more pressure. So... Yeah, it was an interesting one, but at the end of the day, it was to not get too emotionally attached to the game. And when you review it, how do you feel you went in that department? Um, myself, personally? Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty reasonable. Yeah, there's some times in the box where, um, you know, there are things that don't quite go right, but, but some of that is, you know, our, our guys still learning and experiencing, you know, Curtis Taylor, Jack Marnie, Taryn Thomas, um, you know, those guys that are still learning the caper. I think there's some, you know, some clear understanding um, as to where we are. I think our leaders have really been outstanding for us this year and, you know, as a collective right across the board. With, you know, Lukey McDonald back in for the first time. It was our first, first game this year. We've had all our six leaders in the team. So that was a terrific experience for us as well. Are the, are the small crowds worrying you at all from a, a personal and a club point of view? Yeah, look, look a little bit. I mean, I think in the role that I'm, I'm now, you know, in as a senior coach, it's probably not at the forefront. Mm. I think of your thinking, um, it it does. I mean, the narrative comes up around the competition, and we understand. Certainly, you know, I've got great empathy with being a fellow Tasmanian as to the, to the push, um, and. Uh, the drive that they want to have, you know, their own team. So I certainly understand that. And as a club, we'd never stand in their way. Mm. Um, whether or not the competition is capable of doing it, mate, that's probably beyond, you know, my realm of expertise, to be honest, just at this point in time. But, you know, philosophically, would I love to see Tassie have a team? Yeah, I would. Uh, when that is, I don't know. And it's an incredibly generous sentiment because if that happens, it probably comes at a cost to North Melbourne financially and and maybe memberships and things like that, which is also financially as well. So it must be a, a quite a juxtaposition uh, for you to be in uh, in that regard. But moving our attention to where you're at as a side, you're over halfway through the season now, where do you yep. feel like the side are at to where you plotted to where you wanted to be? We've noticed over the last couple of weeks that we've gone from moments in games to patches in games mm. to quarters in games and now to uh, halves 
and maybe three quarters in games where you can see what kind of team you're trying to be? Yeah, well, I'd, as a coach, you always want to make quicker progression. There's no doubt. Um, and I believe that our, our players have a really clear understanding, you know, directionally now, and they're seeing more things come to fruition within our systems and our structure and um, things like, you know, ball movement going into a, a more organised forward line, you know, a Larky and a Zerha being able to take opportunities of, of their balls a bit better. Um, you know, our, our structure of how our defence is starting to unfold is certainly taking better shape. So I, I think I think that the holistically our understanding of how we, we want to play together, um, and it's, you know, it's a journey of us working with the players and not just sort of saying, look, here's where we need to go. It's like this is what we'd like to do. Here's a, a you know a plan and a, a framework of what we want to do. And now the players are helping us do that. I, I think one of the most important things for our fans to understand, and I've heard you know some narrative around it this week. Our place is a great place to come to work at the moment. Don't make any mistakes about that. There's some sentiment around. Yeah, you know you you lost again on the weekend. That that couldn't be further from the truth. We, we've got. A really clear understanding. We're building a really strong, great culture here. Um, we've just had four of our young guys re-sign. It's a great indicator. And our guys are turning up wanting to come to work to get better every day. So Phillips, Powell, Lazaro, Mackay, the, the guys you mentioned there. But rebuilds is a word and buy-in is a word that we throw up on a weekly basis in media, yep. uh, print, Everywhere around footy, rebuild and buy-in are buzzwords at the moment. Now, what you and Fags and Swanee and, and the whole club were able to do in the four years when you're up there from 18th, from 17th to 18th to 15th to second to second, what what constitutes a successful rebuild? What are the pillars of a a properly done rebuild that people might not know? What does it entail? Well, we we talk about uh, we talk about environment. We talk about culture. It's it's basically a safe environment where people feel comfortable to be able to give and receive feedback. It's a, it's a really unique, you know, skill to be able to have honest conversations with people that, that, are, that know that the conversation is going to come from a place of care and a place of wanting to get better. So that's probably the first um, fundamental. I think, you know, we talk about ownership or player buy-in. Um, an element of listening to the players as to how they are able to execute some of the things that we want on the ground. And if, look, if there are things that we might think, you know, theoretically or technically, you know, Sam, they're, they're a good idea, but if mm. they're not practical, then, well, then let's, you know, let's not go forward with them. So we, we've had a few of those minor things that we, we've talked about. Um, it's growing the players' individual skills. So as, you know, we can make them better people, take responsibility for their actions, own certain elements of our game, whether it be midfield, forward, stoppages, whatever it is, um, and be able to come up with a common solution. I think that helps them have that ownership and that buy-in that we, we need them to, to have to move forward. Any that you can tell us about that you started down the path of and then given that collaborative and, and full ability to be able to give feedback and, and consult on these things. He went, okay, well, let's leave that one and, and move to a different one. Uh, well, the, I think the, the example I could probably give you is our defensive 50 stoppages. You know, they, they weren't as tight or as structured as what they needed to be. And we pulled it apart and we went back to the players and said, look, you guys have a look at this part. We'll have a look at this part. Let's come together and, and formulate a, a stronger, disciplined approach as to how we want to execute those roles. Um, 
and then, you know, I guess as coaches, they want us to drive that standard. So we're happy to, you know, not only drive that standard, but support the direction that they want to go. And, and look, and there are some points within our game the players, you know, don't quite know what they don't know just yet. So mm. that element is, is extremely exciting for us as a bunch of coaches to teach that those those players, and that goes from the skipper all the way down to, um, you know, Curtis Taylor, um, of wanting to get better. They've got a, an enormous thirst to just continue to improve. You've, you've had to battle injuries, and, and I know that's not an area that, you, you you know, you give too much attention to because those things are out of your control. I'd be fascinated mm. to know, and I know this was something you did when you got up to Brisbane, and I'm wondering whether you did it here at North Melbourne as well. And we've seen the successful dynasty sides do this. Richmond's culture and and their framework for how they run as a team is is as part of what they run as an organisation. So it's all in, in line. It's all in unison. I know when you and, and Fags got up to Brisbane, you actually went to every department of the club, not just the football department, and spoke to everyone about, and individually spoke to people about, this is what we're here for, this is what we'd like to do, can we count on you, are you on board? And you got everybody on board with what you were trying to do on and off the field. Is that something you've done at North as well? Yeah, we have. I mean, obviously I'm in a different role here, so... Um, you know, with Benny and Mafio driving, you know, that cultural piece and, and Brady, um, you know, I've certainly played my part as the senior coach to inform, you know, all our staff of how we want to play. Um, you know, we did an update in the in the buy for, for the staff just to sort of let them know where we we felt like we were. They're, they're an integral and important part of um, our connection to our fans, you know, our, our, all our staff need to understand where we are. You know, our membership team's crucial. Our commercial guides are really important. So, I think that that unity and that um, direction that you, you know, the the club takes as a as a whole um, is uh, it's not underrated. But but I think it, it's a it's a highly valued aspect of what we need to do to make sure that we're all on the same page. When when do you feel it's appropriate to start putting wins as, as KPIs. You, you and I have had this chat before, and again, from a Brisbane point of view, and when I asked you when do you start holding Chris to account on how many wins a year, and it was I was fascinated to get that insight. Do you start to talk about that and, and, and pencil in a date where, okay, we're at this part of this rebuild now, now I do have an expectation on how many games that we win for the year? Um, I'm on the different side of the table now and I win every week, mate. <laughs> no, I know you want to. That's not in question. We know that you play to win and want to win every week, but when when do you feel like it's a it's a KPIable a thing a KPIable, I've just made up a word. Uh, you have. <laughs> when do you think it is KPIable? Uh yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I've got a set date in, in my head around, you know, what that looks like. I I do know that we've hit the ground running in the second half of the year and, and we just want to go really hard at our improvement. We want to be really consistent with what that looks like. Now, if that if that escalates us into being, you know, a more reliable um, opportunity to win more games, then so be it. When it becomes, you know, part of your KPI, yeah, I'm, not so, I'm not so sure I'm in a position to be, able to, to be able to say that right now, you know, apart from the fact that, you know, we, as I said, we plan, we train... Um, we review and put ourselves and preview in a, into a position where we, we want to win every week. 
Do you already have an idea of when it comes to trade and, and draft at the end of the year? And I know that's done in consultation. And you're on the other side of this now, which I find quite amusing, knowing yeah. how you had to handle things when you were running this part of it. But now you're on the other side of it. Do you have an, a feeling about knowing what, what you need and what you want to go after to try and continue to bolster and improve the current playing list? Yeah, we do. Um, and we, we've got a, a well-organised you know, group internally um, from Glenn Luff and, and Scotty Clayton to, to Mark Finnegan in, in regards to where the direction um, we're going, how we track. We've got some really good tools um, in place as to what, you know, our team now and in the future looks like and what it needs to look like. So, yeah, we, um, you know, we, we have regular discussions. It'd be nothing, I mean, apart from the, the COVID stuff, but it'd be nothing for me to have two or three conversations with those guys during the week, whether it's, you know, what we're seeing from execution of our young talent at VFL level or whether they're getting an opportunity at AFL level. It's been wonderful to have you on. Uh, time is telling me that we've run out of it a little while ago. Already? But, uh, yeah, I know. Look, time flies when you're, when you're having fun. And if you're saying that, then it means I probably haven't asked you hard enough questions. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> very David. Kind. No, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I really appreciate it. Good luck against the Suns this weekend. Thanks, Sam. Always a pleasure to talk to you, mate. No, absolutely. And there's a heap of love uh, coming through for Dave Noble uh, off the text here, and I'll work our way through those texts. There are a ton of them. Uh, please tell Dave Noble we are loving the new build and we know we are definitely on the right path. Happy days ahead. That's from Tribe. Um, Love hearing Dave Noble, and so do all the North Melbourne faithful. Uh, we are 16, 615 members away from hitting 45 after being at 38 in 2020 and 42 in 2019. Clearly, Noble is doing something right with my club, and I'm so proud of them. That's from Michael in Cranbourne. Uh, and that's just a taste of a couple that have come through. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.